0: Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about a new training technique. Before I start talking about a new way that I'm starting to train, I want to make you guys aware of an unfortunate situation. One of the guys from the PGF needs our help. Zach Edwards has been in the hospital the past week, and doctors really don't know what's going on. He's got a couple of health issues. I know some of it revolves his heart, involves his heart, and they're talking about putting a pacemaker in. Zach, man, he was a guy that I expected a lot of out of this past season. He was one of the guys I expected to finish in the top five for sure. And he just didn't have the best season. He didn't look like himself. Now, he was complaining a lot about lower back issues. He was having trouble inverting. But he still just looked lackluster. And now it seems pretty obvious that he had some underlying health condition that he didn't even know about. And it really makes what he did and the performances he put on that much more courageous. And I've got nothing but respect for Zach. I mean, he finished 15 games over the course of a couple of days against some of the toughest guys in the country. And he didn't quit. He went out there, lost and won tried his best got some highlights out of it and man I just again nothing but respect for this guy and if you guys could just first of all just send positive vibes his way say a prayer if you're religious please just think of him and his family and if you feel like you could give even just five bucks, please go check out a GoFundMe that was created for Zach. You can find it on his Instagram and really all over Facebook. People are sharing it all over. The community is really trying to come together because you guys know, man, hospital bills, they get expensive very quickly, especially if you are having an extended stay. And he's been in there for quite a few days, and it looks like he's going to be in there for quite a few more. So if you could please just, again, give anything, it would mean the world to me. I'm thinking about Zach, and I'm hoping for a speedy recovery. I mean, the jiu-jitsu community really misses that guy whenever he's not out there competing. He's a guy that competes every other weekend, always tries to go out and get the kill. He'll fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. We need more competitors like Zach Edwards. So... That's the unfortunate news that I have to share with you guys. But again, I think we all can come together and help him out in his time of need. But I've been training a little bit differently the past couple of weeks. And I've been having a lot of fun doing it. And one of my favorite things about flow grappling, and you guys might start thinking I'm a... a, shell for for flow grappling because i'm always talking about how much i like having the subscription and i get it people complain because of expensive but i love it and one of the biggest reasons i love it is because they are constantly posting training footage how often do you get to watch high level guys in any sport do what they love behind closed doors just in a training room where there's no pressure the wins and losses don't matter you get to go out and see them perform at their best you get to see what they're working on you get to see how they train and i love studying the training footage more than any of the other footage more than competition footage i wish i just had hours and hours and hours of training footage from the top teams in the world and flow grappling is starting to provide us some uh, or a lot of this footage and. Generally what happens is a big event's coming up and they'll go to kind of whoever the main event, the co-main event, whoever's on the main card, they'll go to their school, they'll interview them, and then they'll film them rolling with a couple of people. And then they'll post those rolls onto flow grappling. And it's been interesting to see how different teams and how different athletes prepare for their big matches. And I've learned a lot about what styles and what type of, you know, if I had to leave the gym I'm at and I had to go join a team, I've definitely found a couple of people and a couple of gyms that I definitely would gravitate towards and a couple that I would really stay away from. Now, one of the gyms that I have no interest to ever train at, and it's not because, you know, they're untechnical or they're not good. Like, no, they're one of the best gyms in the world. They just train so hard. And that is Fight Sports down in Miami. If you watch the guys at Fight Sports train, they go ham. They go like it's the ADCC Finals every single role. Every single role I've seen from Fight Sports, these dudes are going to war. So whether it's Cyborg, whether it's they just posted some Mikal Galval footage, Wagner Rocha, Andre Pforio, whoever it is, they're all just fighting each other, going as hard as they can. And it's really, really fun to watch. But I have no interest in training like that. I want to be able to train and be as healthy as possible for as long as possible, and I just don't think that that training is the best, um, you know, suited for what I'm looking to accomplish. Now, again, they are one of, if not the top team in the world. So I'm not saying that what they're doing isn't effective. Like, no, it's super, super effective, but. I just don't think it, it's the best thing for somebody, especially if you're not trying to compete. And the gyms that and the guys that I've been really drawn to, no surprise, is the Danaher Death Squad. And there's been another athlete, um, you know, recently that I've been watching a lot more of, and, and I'll talk about that in a second. But the Danaher Death Squad, I, I love the way they train, particularly, um, you know, the, the senior students. I mean, you watch guys like Gordon, you watch. Ethan Crilliston, you watch Gary Tony. watch the way they train, and it, it just looks really, really fun. And I've really been watching a lot of Gordon and Ethan. And so there's something that those guys do that is really interesting. And it is that they generally flow. They flow through positions, and you'll see them bypass tons of submissions to continue the flow of the role. And I've really found that interesting. And I know a guy, he actually listens to this podcast. So I hope he hears this, this uh, little shout out. Um, But he trained with Ethan about a month ago. He went to one of Ethan's seminars and he got to roll with Ethan. And he was talking about how Ethan just would grab a submission, but he would just let go. Just like he would be like he touched it. He was making it aware, uh, his mind and his body aware that the submission was there. But then he just continued to flow through to other positions. And he did that with everybody. And I've heard other guys talk about like liking to train that way, that it's the best way to really drill while you're rolling. And so while you're not getting, you know, like you're a, you're not like sharpening your sword, um, you know, you're not getting your killing strokes, you're getting to move through a lot of positions and you're getting to drill a lot of movements while you roll and you're getting a flow. And especially if you're a scramble based grappler or you're looking to get better at scrambles and you're looking to get better at transitions, there's no better way to train. I also was watching Mikey Musumechi. You guys heard me mention Mikey and my, is the Gee dying? But Mikey's coming over from the Gee and they've been posting just a couple of his roles. I believe they only have one 10 minute role on flow grappling, but it was the same thing. Mikey was moving with somebody, you know. They they were a decent practitioner. They looked like they were a purple belt, but it, it, the role looked like it was just so fun to be a part of. And Mikey was just consistently, you know, going through different transitions. He was going from omapladas to sweeps to. Uh, arm bars to mount to leg locks like he was just transitioning and transitioning and just hitting subs but not finishing them just getting a look at the sub touching it and continuing to move on and I've been again experimenting with this and I've been having a blast and I've really found that it's making me so smooth and it's really helping my timing I think finding the timing of the subs And I think training like this can make you really aware of all of the possibilities, especially when it comes to chain attacks. And I've talked about in the past the difference between grapplers that are more focused on negation and grapplers that are focused more on movements. And I think that if you're looking to level up your movement or if you really like to be a movement-based grappler, You really need to consider training like this for a considerable period of time, maybe a month or two, maybe even a little bit longer. You need to have periods, I think, where you focus on chaining together attacks, touching them, but continuing to move on, finding and seeing how long you can keep up the flow. And it's not necessarily all just submission, so it's not like you're just going to keep just throwing submission after submission after submission. But one of the things you're looking to do is yes, you're looking to chain together a Kimura to back take, to truck entry, to um you know back to the back to arm bar, maybe to leg lock, you know, something along those lines. And you'll find, I think, which submissions, you know, you're really comfortable and what submissions that um you have the timing down for. And then you'll really find what submissions, you know, aren't the smoothest, you don't really have the timing down for, and that's where your chain is broken. Now, I particularly like to at least have four deep, you know, submission chains, right? So I really find like anything more than three, you've really got a strong submission chain attack so if you can go from you know like i said you know if you can go from straight arm lock threat to kimura to back take to rear naked choke you know that's a really difficult chain to stop your partner's in constant danger the entire time or you know for my front headlock series i really like going from you know maybe it's a naked guillotine to uh, to an arm in to an anaconda you know, something along those lines, or anaconda to our men to naked guillotine. And you're choke to choke to choke to choke, and it just gets tighter and tighter. And one you're again when you're training like this, especially against opponents that you're way more skilled than. And this is where I think of this is also super valuable. If you're a blue belt, if you're a purple belt, and you're going against someone that really can't stop your first attack you are missing so much. You're missing a huge part of jiu-jitsu when you get the first attempt of a submission. So if you just are consistently going out there and hitting a straight ankle lock or you're throwing you know, an arm bar and you're getting the arm bar tap immediately, you're not improving upon and be, you're not going to be ready for some of the movements that a higher level grappler are going to force you to do, to get the finish or to pin them or to win a transition and it's a way that you can make a grappler that's less skilled than you closer to your level and make the role way more challenging And so I really want you guys to think about, you know, if you have flow grappling, watch, you know, watch Ethan train, watch Mikey Musumeci, watch Gordon train, watch how they have, you know, especially the, the rounds that they're flowing, you know, you'll watch them just catch and release stuff. You'll watch them have specific ideas. You'll watch them, you know, really work their submission chains and again it's it's a really really uh, important way to train and i think it's going to really help you guys and i'm already starting to see benefits myself i found a couple of holes in my game you know when i'm throwing offensive attacks and i can feel again which is just a little bit behind and if i can just level up that submission my chain attack that involves that submissions is going to be, you know, it is going to be so, so difficult for people to escape and get out of. So next time you train, especially with that training partner, that you can really dictate the flow. You can dictate the pace. You're, you're just a better grappler. Really think about what I said today and try and implement some of that. Try and do that for a couple, you know, maybe a month or two. You know, don't worry about the submission. Maybe just try and get one submission uh, every, uh, you know, every round you roll. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. So I'm really just looking for one submission. But even if the submission doesn't happen, I, I'm not that concerned about it. And I think people are having a lot of fun training with me right now because I am so flowy and I am allowing a lot of movement and I'm trying to get movements and reactions. Instead of just trying to you know smash their faces in or try and submit them fifteen times, uh, you know, and really come at them with my A or even B game, guys. Again, please consider giving to Zach Edwards if you've ever thought about supporting the podcast. This is the time. Go support Zach Edwards. It would mean the world to me. The PGF is happening Friday night. The finale. You guys are ready. Are you guys ready for my picks? I should say I'm getting ready to announce my picks. Unfortunately, my favorite grappler is Elijah Carlton in the PGF. I'm a huge Elijah fan, and I say unfortunately because I just do not think he gets it done. I think he's on the tougher side of the bracket. I think he has an absolute war with Sam in the semifinals, and I think Hunter's got a pretty easy path. He's in his first match he's got Evan Stapler and i just don't think Evan has anything to offer hunter you know just no offense to evan he's going to go out there and he's going to be gritty and he's going to try his best but i don't think he makes it out of 3 minutes hunter is just too skilled and too you know he's just too experienced for a guy um, you know of evan's caliber in his next match he's going to go against Probably Matt Elkins. I give Matt Elkins a, a definitely a big advantage over Stephen Aiken. But I know this is a match Stephen Aiken wants back. But I think Matt gets it done with a choke. And I just don't see how Matt Elkins beats Hunter Colvin. Now, Matt will probably have the wrestling experience. But man, Hunter's got such an advantage on leg locks. And he's just bigger and stronger and more athletic than Matt. I think Matt gets to the semis, and that match goes pretty quickly to Hunter Colvin. And on the other side of the bracket, as I already said, I think Elijah and Sam meet in the semifinals. I think that it's going to be a lot harder match than, than Elijah is counting for. I think Elijah, you know, he got a really, really quick victory over Sam. But I didn't think we saw the best Sam in some of his matches this season now whether that was because he was holding back or whatever you want to say it his interviews were kind of weird to me just because he was like you know there were times he was just like yeah i wasn't really trying that hard but i think we'll get sam at his best this is his rule set i I could see an upset i do think elijah ekes it out i think he gets the victory but i wouldn't be surprised to see a, a sam win a 30 minute match but in the finals, I think Elijah will be too gassed. Hunter will be pretty fresh. Hunter's got a killer mindset. He knows how to win. He's beaten Elijah twice before now with the same movement. I think he goes in, and I think he gets a Kamora grip again and either finishes the Kamora or takes it back, and he will be the new Season 2 champion. Till next time, guys. Please join me, at least if you're not going to be here in person for the PGF. Join me on the broadcast for the finale. Peace.